Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local in the Las Vegas area, you need to dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you are local in the Las Vegas area, like to join in our discussion, have a praise report, uh, we'd love to hear it. Have a question, comment, it's always welcome. Have a seat at God's table. Amen. If you are outside the Las Vegas area, we'd love for you to join us as well. We have a toll-free number for you, 800-366-8883. Again, the toll-free number is 800-366-8833. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com, 1060 AM. And we're also being broadcasted on 101.5 FM. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. Uh, we have a new website. I'd love to share the address with you. Uh, org. Uh, it should be up. We are waiting for Google to recognize it because it is so brand new. So uh, it just went live on, uh, I want to say, Saturday. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, so definitely be patient with us. It is a wonderful move of God. I thank God for it. It's been a labor of love. It's been very intense for me for the last two weeks because, you know, I have been building it with a wonderful a webmaster at OnlineChurchSolutions.com. And that would be Brother Mark and his wonderful wife. And God bless him. And I suggest that if you are interested in a godly website presence from a godly servant, then uh, go see Brother Mark. Amen. So uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, wonderful listeners, prayer partners, ministry partners, and those who are just joining us today. So we are going to get into the book of Jeremiah. I'd like to also say hello to Senior Pastor Joseph E. Terry and his lovely wife, Desiree Terry. I hope you guys are doing well and know that uh, we send our love here to the family and to the grandchildren as well. And um, if you need to... Contact me. All the information is on the website. Again, that website address is www.savethelostlv.org. Amen. So in looking at the book of Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah was called to proclaim the word of God as a prophet in his youth. Uh, He comes from a long line of priests. 
but he was ordained. He was called by God in his youth. And the beautiful thing about uh, Jeremiah is that he's a man that's heartbroken about the task that he has been given because he knows the people intimately and personally and he has to minister to a place where he loves Judah and he knows that God is going to do what he says he's going to do and it's not going to be good for them amen so you know over 40 years you know he preached to them and wanted them to really really get this and he he was heartbroken you have to understand that when you're put in the midst of people that you're supposed to serve and that you love and you see them doing all kinds of unspeakable things and they call themselves people of God. They say they have a relationship. They call on the sacred things. They call on the holy things and, and you're put there among them and they know who you are and they know that you have been called by God himself. Yet they come after you. They attack you. They persecute you. They put all kinds of filthy lies on you and want to destroy you and you are there doing what God has called you to do and personally taking it to them personally calling on the kingdom on their behalf and standing in the midst of what's supposed to be friends and brothers and sisters of the most high God but yet you do better if you were with the Babylonians or the Assyrians because that's how the attack feels. So let's get into uh, his initial calling. And then we're going to jump over to uh, chapter 7. And then we're going to finish up in chapter 10. We're just going to take you on a journey today. And, and the topic is. Stand firm. Even when your heart is breaking. Again, stand firm even when your heart is breaking. So let's look at this. Amen. Because you must do what God has called you to do. You must do it. No matter the audience. No matter the con consequence. And no matter the circumstances. Because the scriptures have said and spoke highly of this. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Amen. So let's look at the book of Jeremiah. We're going to go to chapter 1 and we're going to start at verse 4 and we're just going to read a couple of verses. I want you to get into the heart and the mind and the call that Jeremiah has on his life. And remember, he's in his youth. Amen. So we're looking at verse 4, and I'm in the New King James Version, starting in chapter 1 of Jeremiah. Then the, Lord, then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Verse 6, Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. 7. But the Lord said to me, Don't say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. 8. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. 
9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. 10. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Amen. Now, you understand that Jeremiah was ordained before he was even formed in his mother's womb. And God is the one who ordained him. A lot of us come under attack because someone is saying to us, well, you need to have certain credentials in reference to a man-made denomination. It has to be this way. It has to be that way. But you see right here in the scriptures, he said he ordained him even before he was formed in his mother's womb. There are those of us who have not only been called, but have been chosen by God for a specific assignment in a specific time in a specific season. Now, if you weren't with God in the beginning, I question your authority to usurp his authority and his selection on who he called and who he chose. Be very, very careful when you want to usurp God's authority. There will be a day of reckoning. Amen. Now, you also see that God tells him, do not even consider his youth. Because youth is not a hindrance in this particular context because God has chose him amen so there is no one to question God and his choice not only will you not question his choice God gives Jeremiah the blessed assurance that he is with him and whoever comes against him basically is coming against God himself so Jeremiah needs to get to it. Amen. And, and if you also notice, it says not only was he speaking to the nations, but he was going to be over speaking to kingdoms. Amen. So you have to understand he is going to be talking to the most powerful who are set in place, whether it's the house of Israel or outside the house of Israel. Because it says nations and over kingdoms. Amen. So you got to get excited about the call that's on Jeremiah's life. Amen. So be encouraged men and women of God. Because many of you even though other people do not know it. You have been chosen by God to do what you are called to do. And to be where you are supposed to be doing the assignment and you have the protection the divine protection of God almighty himself amen so that is very very powerful and you have to catch that in your spirit men and women of God so you know what stand a little taller 
Be a little bit more convicted. Be a little bit more confident in what it is that God has called you to do. Amen. Because he is with you. Amen. All the way. So let's go over to chapter 7. But I want you to kind of understand the wonderful favor that Jeremiah has in his assignment. Amen. His chosen assignment. So now we're going to go over to Jeremiah 7. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And just his heart is so full. And he is just heartbroken because he knows who these people are intimately. And he knows it's not going to be good for them. And he knows God is going to perform his word. I mean, in the last couple of verses there that, you know, I read to you, it says, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he told him, I see an almond tree. Amen. And you know what? God said, there's good. He said, because I'm watching and I'm about to perform my word. Whoa. God is right there with him. And he says, I'm about to perform my word. But he needed to know that Jeremiah was on the same page as the great I am was. Amen. And that he saw what he needed to see in that particular season. So there are people that we have been assigned to bless, if you will, to preach the gospel, to minister to. And We have to see what God sees. It's very important. And when we see what God sees, then we are ready to watch him perform his word. Because, see, we have to be all on one accord. Amen. This is a very, very difficult assignment. And they're not going to like what God is about to do. But it's not going to catch them by surprise. See, pride comes before the fall. Amen. So God has been telling them this. He has sent many prophets. There have been many that have come before Jeremiah. Amen. Oh, but it's personal now. So when you're set up in a house, amen, in an assignment, in a region, in a territory, and you know the place very intimately and you know the people very intimately the ones that sit in high places the ones that sit in low places the ones that come around and back around amen so and these are people that call themselves in the house if you will they are believers if you will so they believe they got their fire insurance already amen That they will be in the kingdom with God. Amen. That they will reside in heaven. Well, let's see what's going on here. So we are in Jeremiah chapter 7. And we're going to start at uh, verse 1. And we're just going to read down. This is going to bless you tremendously. So I am in Jeremiah 7. And I'm going to start in verse 1. And I'm going to read down. Amen. Verse 1, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying to stand in the gate of the Lord's house 
and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Amen. You see that worship. So they're believers. Amen. So why are you worshiping a God that you don't believe or you don't follow? So there's the qualifier right there. They've come into the gates to the house that has the Lord's name on it to worship. So they believe that they are believers. Amen. So let's continue to go on with this. Verse 3. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amen your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. For do not trust in these lying words saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Now the Lord is not a liar. So it has to be the people who are lying calling it the temple of the Lord. Well, see, God is not food and he's not mocked just because his name is on a building does not mean that he's in the building because there has to be some evidence of him being in the building. So obviously God is not the one that's questionable. It is the people who are questionable who are calling it what? The temple of the Lord. Stay with me and pay attention men and women of God. Verse 4. Excuse me. Verse 5. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings. If you thoroughly execute the judgment between a man and his neighbor. 6. If you do not oppress the stranger. The fatherless and the widow. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. Or walk after other gods to your hurt. 7. Then I will cause you to dwell in this place. In the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Wow. So obviously their ways need amending. So let's look at this. Go back up to verse 5. It says, for if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, not only do you have ways that are wrong, you have actions that you are doing that are wrong. If you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor. So the thing is, is that they're not selling the spruits correctly. Amen. It says, if you do not oppress the stranger, evidently they're taking advantage of strangers that are in the region. Amen. And the fatherless. So that would be the orphan and the widow. Amen. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. So they're murdering people who have not done anything. Amen. It says innocent blood. Or walk after other gods to hurt. To your hurt. So you have people who are practicing idolatry. They are following other gods and doing other things. But it says that they have lying words where they repeat Three times that they are in the temple of the Lord. Really? Well, the Lord has a standard. And if his standard is to be met, then you will not be treating the widow wrong. You will not be treating the orphan wrong. You will not be shedding innocent blood. You will not chase after idols. You will not follow idolatrous ways and You will execute fair judgment between a man and his neighbor and you will treat the stranger right. See, this is all happening in the temple of the Lord. We have a call right now. We will take the call and we will get back to the scriptures.
Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Oh, thank you, uh, ma'am. Uh, I I, uh, I got sidetracked in Vegas. I I, I don't know. Uh, uh, there's a there's a uh, this is a strange place, but I'll tell you. You know, we spend all of our time studying the Word and being good, decent people, but we keep electing all of these devils into office. I, I don't I don't understand that. We we start the wars and we finish the wars with with atomic bombs, and uh, you know we we. We cut off oil supplies. We, we're, our bankers are corrupt. Our politicians, our joint chiefs, our even our president is so corrupted. And uh, I just, uh, I hope Trump wins this time around. Uh, he, he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of against him against all odds. But it just blows my. It, 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 I don't understand. I mean, we're here trying to live decent lives and be decent people. With with our Lord and and uh, uh, yet we uh, we keep electing these monsters into office. I, I don't understand that. Well, the, the thing is, what we need to be concerned about, brother, is that we need to make sure our house is in order. God will take well, well, care. Well, well, but let me finish. Yes, ma'am, but what, what about our country? What about our White House? That should be in order let, too. Let, let, let me finish, sir. Let, let me they let murdered, me finish. They murdered President Kennedy. Okay, so let, let, let me finish. The thing is, is that anything that's done, God is watching. He knows all and he sees all. So at the end of the day, you and I will have to give an account for our lives. And what we should not be concentrating on is what other people are doing if our house is not in order. So we really need to focus on getting our house in order. And if we get our house in order and be the people that God called us to be, then we would be the example. And certain things would not happen. We have to really take accountability. And that's what we need to do. We need to make sure that our relationship is right and that our house is in order. And when our house is in order, then we'll be able to persuade people in the way that they need to be persuaded see god is not a stalker he doesn't run after people people run after him who really have a heart for him so it's not our job to judge people it's our job to live right and obey him he used the assyrians and the babylonians to chastise his people that had his name so god has his reasons for having people in certain positions in certain seasons but what we cannot do is go up when we stand before the lord jesus christ and say well this one did this one and this one did that one and that one did that one so you know he's going to ask you well what did you do so I really appreciate your comments. I appreciate your concern. But the thing is, is that the president uh, is not the pastor in chief. I follow the Lord Jesus Christ and I trust that people get into his word and follow him and be concerned about themselves so that they will be able to have a blessed account when God calls it to, to be. So we appreciate you and we love you, brother. And continue to save the loss at all costs. But I understand what you're saying. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Amen. So we're going to get back to uh, verse uh, 7, if I'm not mistaken. And verse 7 says, 
I would like to repeat it. Then I will cause you to dwell in this place in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Amen. See, God has already made a promise that we were going to have a land. Amen. That's who he promised Abraham. So God is not a man that he would lie. Amen. Nor a sinner that he would have to repent. So if God says it, it's a promise. You know that he's going to fulfill it and he's going to perform it. So the thing is, is that they are going to miss out. People who call themselves believers and doing these things in the house of God. And thinking that God is pleased with that. You know, God is not pleased with that. So he sent Jeremiah in his youth. Because Jeremiah knows them intimately. He knows the land. They know who Jeremiah is. They understand his bloodline. Amen. So he is not speaking to people that he does not know. Amen. And they know who Jeremiah represents. So let's continue to uh, go with this. And then we're going to take a call. We're just going to do a few more scriptures. And then it says, eight, behold, your trust in lying words that cannot profit. You know, that's when you have Solomon come in and he says it's all vanity. Amen. What does it benefit the man to gain the world and lose his soul? Why are you profiting by these acts and this total abomination towards God? And you call yourself his child, his people, his servant. Wow. Let's take the call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hello. Hello. Hey, Pastor Terry, how are you, man of God? How are you doing, um, Minister Nina? I'm wonderful. It's so wonderful to hear your voice. I'm over here with Jeremiah. Amen, amen, amen. I, I would... Uh, encourage the listeners to read chapter 25, but uh, I wanted to respond to uh, the caller, and there's been a number of individuals who have called in on various shows, previous shows, to talk about the White House and what needs to happen with the White House. And I just want to make sure that people understand if they would really read their Bible, if they really want to understand the way things should occur, then they need to pay more attention to what Scripture is saying. You know, there's no logic in this thing. All of that's removed when it comes to God. There won't be any committees or boards when God judges the faithful and the unfaithful, the Amen. just and the unjust. Amen. It's just going to be the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Regardless of what happens in the White House, you said it right. We have to be accountable, and we have to look at what we're doing and see if it lines up with Scripture. Nobody in the White House is going to encourage me or dictate to me how I live my life as a believer. Amen. 
But if I don't demonstrate those principles and, and those laws and that love that's embodied in the Word of God, it doesn't make any difference if I'm in or out of the White House. And we need to be able, like you said, to be an example for people to follow. Because God is the one that put people in and take people out. And like you said, he used the Babylonians and he used the Assyrians. I mean, and he, and he used them. They served him by administering uh, punishment upon his people who were disobedient. So that's the reason why we have ISIS and we have, you know, these other uh, groups that are really anti-God, although they claim to be acting in uh, God's stead. But we need to focus on what Scripture tells us, and it comes down to every individual, because that's what's going to happen. Uh, the president is not, like you said, is not the pastor. He's not my pastor. He's not my God. And we are all going to stand before God individually. We're not going to be holding anybody's hand. Amen. So it doesn't matter who get in the White House because God's still sovereign. Yes, he's he is. He's still in control of everything. He's outside of time and he's outside of space. And it does not matter what the president do. It matters what we do as believers. Amen. If we believe his word, that's what we need to live by. Amen. Not what the president do. Not what the president says. Amen. But what God does and what God says. So I just wanted to share that. And um, hopefully somebody out there will get it. Because people are more concerned about what's happening in the White House than they are about what Scripture is telling us. And we need to follow the Word of God and not the person who's in the White House. Amen? Amen. I receive it. Amen. Well, uh, I'll listen. Amen. Well, God bless God you, bless man you. of God, and thank you for calling in. I appreciate that, and you know I love you. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, sir. All righty. Bye-bye. Uh, Amen. Well, that was Pastor Joseph E. Terry, Jr., and uh, my mentor, and God bless him, and I appreciate him listening, and I appreciate his support. So we are going to go back to Jeremiah, Chapter 7. And we're going to look at verse 9 now. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know? Wow! What an indictment! I need to read that again. Again, I'm in verse 9, Jeremiah chapter 7. I'm in the New King James Version. And it says, Will you steal, murder, Commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know. You just have to let the word marinate over you. And ask yourselves, men and women of God, 
Why am I following that? Why am I doing that? Why am I separating myself from the Lord? Why am I trying to justify transgressions and iniquity knowing full well that the wages of sin is death? Romans 6.23 Am I really betting against God? Am I really want to provoke him to wrath? Do you really want to provoke the most high God of all creation to wrath? Now, the problem is, is that these are people who call themselves his. They're doing this in his house. And saying that they're in the temple of the Lord. What Lord would that be that would condone this type of behavior? What possibly could you offer him that he would put his seal of approval on oppressing widows, taking advantage of orphans, Shedding innocent blood. Treating the stranger inhospitable. Because we were once strangers to him. See. You got to be real careful how you conduct yourself. In his house. Let alone his presence. Because we already saw in chapter 1. When he asked the prophet. What do you see? And he assured the prophet, I am watching and I will perform my word. Do you want the Lord to perform his word? And you are caught up in this abomination in his house? That's why Jeremiah's heart was so broken. That's why he was so Passionate and stayed on his post over 40 years, pleading with them, giving it to him straight. And all they wanted to do was rip him apart because he was doing what God told him to do. Ten, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. Whew, fire from heaven. Eleven, has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. I am trembling for those who are doing the work of the Lord. Who are presenting themselves in the house of God. Whether it's in a structure where believers meet 
or even in our own homes. And we want to say this is a house of God. This is a house of God. This is God's house. Did you see in his word what he just said in verse 11? Has this house which is called by my name become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I have seen it, says the Lord. The Lord is watching. He knows all and he sees all. Be very careful, men and women of God. They ought to consider themselves blessed that God sent Jeremiah to them again. Amen. Sent another prophet again. Twelve. But go now to my place which was in Shiloh where I set my name at the first and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people in Israel 13 and now because you have done all these works says the Lord I spoke to you rising up early and speaking but you did not hear and I called you but you did not answer 14 therefore I will do to my house which is called by my name in which you trust and to this place which I gave to you And to your fathers I have done to Shiloh. 15. And I will cast you out of my sight as I have cast out all your brethren and the whole prosperity of Ephraim. So God is not playing. Amen. He is not playing. He said he will cast them all out. All. Every one of them. Your bloodline cast out. Why would you want to continue to operate in such darkness? He said it's his house that is called by his name. God is not pleased, men and women of God. We can fast forward to 2016 right here in a season called now. What is the difference as to what they were doing then, what they're doing now. The the end is going to be the same. You are going to be separated from God. Totally. And you're doing all this as to what profit? What does this profit you? See, the scriptures tell us it's better to be a living dog than a dead lion. What can a dead lion do? Nothing. We really, really have to understand and let this sink in that this is a call to action. And that we need to understand that we will not curry any favor from a merciful God, from a loving God, when we continue to do these things in his sight, in his house. That bears his name. See God is not a hypocrite. 
God is not a politician. He's not interested in votes. God is not concerned with the family's reputation because he is the family. Amen. We ought to be concerned with his reputation. We ought to be concerned with his character. Amen. He is the most high God of all creation. There are no other gods that are even anywhere to his equal. You will not find one yet We want to be lukewarm. We want to run over here. We want to run over there. We want to continue to prostitute ourselves. We want to be seeker friendly, if you will. When we ought to be God holy, that's what we should be seeking. His holiness, his righteousness, his justice. Those who are supposed to come will come. Those that are supposed to hear will hear. So now we're going to go to the part where God basically tells Jeremiah to stop praying for those in his house. Imagine that, that God would instruct his prophet to stop praying and helping them. Amen. And just leave them. To their own devices. Oh it happens. And I'm going to find it for you. So that we can see this. And you will know. That it comes a time. Where the one that God has sent to you. He'll call him away from you. Because you're not loyal to God. And if you're not loyal to him, he's going to leave you to your own devices. And we need to understand that. It will come a time when that will happen, men and women of God. So, let's go to... Verses 16 in uh, chapter 7, which would be the next verse. And let's see this. 16, therefore do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or prayer for them, nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. Whoa, do you see that? That is a scary place to be. But I'm going to say it again. Because there are those who are doing the work of God. And God speaks to us and says, don't go. Do not come to me on their behalf anymore. That assignment is over. God shuts it down. He tells us to take our hand off of it. Amen. Can you imagine 
how a servant of the Lord must feel when God tells him or her, don't pray for your mother anymore. Don't pray for your father anymore. Don't pray for your brother anymore. Don't pray for your sister anymore. Don't pray for that one. Don't pray for that child anymore. Can you imagine the heartbreak that the servant is experiencing? The tears that flow when God says, I will not hear not one more word in their defense from you. You will do as I say. Let's look at verse 16 again. Therefore, do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or prayer for them, nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. 17. Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? 18. The children gather wood, the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven, and they pour out drink offerings to other gods that they may provoke me to anger. 19. Do they provoke me to anger, says the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the shame of their own faces? 20. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my anger and my fury will be poured out on this place, on man, on beasts, on the trees of the fields and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. 21. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat meat. 22. For I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt Concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. 23. But this is what I commanded them saying. Obey my voice. I will be your God. And you shall be my people. And walk in all the ways that I have commanded you. And it may be well with you. Woo. That's fire from heaven. Amen. It says obey. That's what's the command. He said obey me. He's not interested in their sacrifices. See, obedience is greater than sacrifice. There it is right there. What it is that you offer God? What are you bringing him? You have another festival. You're selling another fish dinner. You're having another gospel concert. You're passing out another track. And you're raggedy and you're not living your life holy. Do you think that honors God? It does not, men and women of God. It does not. We need to get to a point in our lives where we have to understand obedience is greater than sacrifice. Amen. That's where it's at. And that's what Jeremiah was trying to get the people to adhere to because they knew the word. They said they were God's people. They were proud of that. But they wanted to reach God their way. You cannot reach God your way. You have to reach him in the way that he deems he wants to be reached. He is God. Amen. Our job is to follow and to obey. We're going to take another call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs and God bless you. 
Shalom, Sister Nina. How are you? Shalom. How are you, woman of God, and how are you, Sister Dorothy? I'm greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and I'm just sucking this all in because you're just reaffirming what the Holy Spirit has been doing in my heart. Amen. This whole week. We have to stand and do what we know is right and hold to the Scripture no matter who wants to put us under tradition. Amen. You know, Sister Dorothy, it, it grieves me, but that God had gotten to a place when we looked at verse 16 that he told his prophet, do not pray for them anymore. Do not come to me on their behalf anymore. Do not even make intercession. Do Basically, do not even stand in the gap. He does not want to hear anything else. And it's because it was their choice. See, that, 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 that is what we have to understand. These are believers, amen, and making the choice to bring God's wrath upon them. See, when we looked in the first chapter, he said, I'm about to perform my word, amen? Amen. And he says, are you watching, prophet? So, woman of God, you know, the thing is, is that when he speaks to us, he's basically asking us, are we watching? Are yes. we standing? Are we going to be the standard? Amen. He knows Amen. that the task is difficult, but how difficult can it be if he's with us? Yes. And that's why I spoke to what I did concerning these holy days that are coming up. Amen. You know, because everybody's following the tradition of the rabbis and it's not according to scripture. They've added and taken away. I said, no, no, no. I'm the only one to celebrate. So I'm going to do like you said in your word. What I see written in your word is what I will do. Amen. And I just, in the passage that you just read about not praying for people, that I used to get people finding fault with me. I said, I don't pray for everybody. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit said, don't pray for them. I don't pray for them. Amen. What I, just recently, I visited a lot of people in the hospitals. Mm-hmm. I go I had two friends that were in the hospital not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Both of them. I told the sister, I said, do you want to be well? Oh, wow. Because if they don't want to be well, you're wasting your time. You ask them what it is, can I, what it is that you want to be done for you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're wasting your time because a lot of them still want the crazy check. They don't want to be made whole. They want to continue to get the medicine or be on disability. Whatever it is, they They don't want to be made whole. No. They, they, they do not want to. Live a life that is truly their life as God intended to be. And so, you know, in his word, he says, why are you doing this? And to what profit? And to what profit? Because there is a day of reckoning and we will have to come and face him. And a lot of times people like, well, didn't nothing happen to me in this life? You know, I got to do this and I got to do. And they brag about the escapades. They, 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 they brag about their folly, if you will. Well, didn't Mm -hmm. nothing happen to me? (laughs) You have no idea. You're already dead. You have no idea. You have already spoke death over your life and your Mm -hmm. circumstances because you defy the living God. Mm-hmm. with your folly that mm-hmm. is your offering that is what mm-hmm. you bring he said eat it you yeah. eat it and it's that me. they will be stuffed they will be full of it and so you know that the other thing is too they make songs there's a song i was listening to on one of the other local stations it was uh about you know your words have power and proclaiming stuff you can proclaim all you want but if you're not going to be obedient it doesn't make any sense because you just read you know, if you want to be prosperous, you want to be blessed, you have to obey. Obedience is best and sacrifice. You can say what you will, but if it's not according to his word, you're just mouthing words. Amen. <laughs> and he's not a puppet. No, he's you not. You can make him do 
at your will and what you want them to do. And that's what people don't understand. They think they can name it, claim it, proclaim it, and it, it's done. No. Amen. If it's not according to the word, and if it's not in accordance with obedience, it doesn't mean anything. You're absolutely right. Well, you can encourage this, and this is your work, and it was sure a real blessing here, brother. <laughs> Amen. It's wonderful. Yes, it was. And God bless you and give your mother my love. Amen. Thank you very much. We love you, sis. Shalom to you as well. Bye-bye. Amen. We're going to go over to Jeremiah 10. We're coming down to the last few minutes. And I'm going to read verses 23 through 25. This is a powerful prayer that Jeremiah prayed. Amen. So we're going to go to Jeremiah 10. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. And I am going to go to verses 23 through 25, starting at verse 23. O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. 24. O Lord, correct me, but with justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. 25. Pour out your fury on the Gentiles who do not know you and on the families who do not call on your name. For they have eaten up Jacob, devoured him, and consumed him, and made his dwelling place desolate. Jeremiah knew that Judah had failed to obey the Lord. So Judah was no better than the other nations who had never made a covenant with the Lord. You have to catch that in your spirit. What do you have? Going for you. When you make a covenant with God. And you don't. Perform it. You say he's your father. But you're totally rebellious. You say you honor him. But you put on the world. And he can't even tell. That you even belong to him. Be careful. Men and women of God. Don't run his prophets away. He sends them to you to preach to you, to teach you, to bring you to the remembrance that God will perform his word and that he is watching. Tune in with us next week and remember to save the lost at all costs. We love you and God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvb.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. 
Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you?